pick up your phone while driving and you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car and you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself, is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Taking stock on News Talk. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. We're joined now by Maureen Lynch, Director of Recruitment Firm Hayes Ireland. Maureen, you're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. Lovely to be on the show, Gavin. I would argue the traditional ways of hiring people are pretty flawed. The two I want to focus on really are, are sending in your CV and then the interview process. I mean, it can be hard to make a good CV stand out, can't it? It can be challenging depending um, on the volume of CVs that are arriving on any um, potential hire's um, desk. Um, so yes, there can be absolute challenges regarding that they can be quite standardised. A lot of CVs now, especially for larger companies, they're using AMS systems. So that's essentially AI and that's looking at keywords. So, you know, that either the word is there or not, you're included or you're not included. So there are potential challenges around that also. So it depends. Now, we are in a talent short environment for sure. So, you know, certain skill sets, regardless of the format they're coming in, can, will be noticed quite quickly. Um, but I think, yes, look at, you know, where we are, I think, in the world of work, especially in the last 30 or 18 months, um, we would consider quite revolutionary on how we've adapted to that and how we now um, search for people, interact with people um, ourselves. We use, um, we use video now within our own um, work environment here at Hayes, both internally and externally, working with our customers and interacting with our customers, which are our employers. Uh, That's and, Zoom, and you mean, is it? When you're talking about um, video. No. Now, what I was speaking about around, um, you know, we use it in a number of different ways, but we would, instead of leaving a voicemail, we leave a video message for an individual. So when they, they press on the message, they see us and they, they can see and they, they hear us speak. And, you know, we speak to them in that different way. Likewise, with clients, um, we also present um, candidates through video, now including their CV as well. Um, but yeah, so the, there's lots of different ways. And, there's you know, the the world of work and the world of recruitment is definitely changing and adapting. I want to ask you a bit more about the artificial intelligence models that you mentioned and, and what companies are doing is they're getting, you know, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of CVs in and they're setting these robots on them basically and they use them to sort out the, the wheat from the chaff, if you like. But there are big problems with these things and you, you allude to that. One problem which has been shown, Maureen, is that some of these models have problems in in terms of presenting candidates from ethnic minorities. Say you're a company looking to boost diversity, you know it turns out these models, well, they're just they're just uh, not not presenting you with the people you might want to see. There's definitely a potential risk. Um, I would suggest that organisations are very aware of that. Um, potentially in their in. The beginning of when people started using this AI, there were challenges, as you've just described. But, you know, the the organizations that are using this technology are also very conscious of having a diverse um, and inclusive environment. So they would be, you know, working to to eliminate any of that. But it's, it's like everything with technology. You know, there is always a risk that you could exclude a certain group of people. And I think that's 
true of a lot of things, even the traditional CV you mentioned earlier, you know, you know, that will suit a certain cohort of people, but it won't on others, especially, you know, if you can imagine you're a graduate or you're new to a new profession, um, you might not have um, built out your CV yet. So how do you differentiate yourself compared to, to all the other applicants there? Um, so there's challenges in everything, I think, Gavin, um, but, you know, organizations are very much looking at what are they and trying to overcome them. You mentioned that you're presenting to clients who are looking to hire people and you're sort of giving them, you're, you're showing them video CVs that applicants have sent in. Is that a common well, thing now, the video CV? So I suppose just for, from our, what we're doing, they, they, we present the CV through video. So we are still guiding the client through a digital CV. Now we can also include um, an actual video from an applicant, um, you know, presenting as to why they're good for the opportunity. So we have the facility to do that. Now, I suppose the other thing that we are seeing around the application process, you know, it's it's not prevalent yet, but it'll be interesting to see where this goes, is that, yes, people are creating video CVs, so full video CVs. And yeah, but it's it's not prevalent, but it's beginning to, to come through. What's the advantage of doing that? I suppose for the candidate, it's an opportunity to showcase them their skills in a quite a unique way. Um, it brings their digital CV to life, uh, no doubt. Um, again, as I mentioned, if you don't have a lot of experience yet in the area that you're looking to apply for, again, it gives you an opportunity to present yourself to a potential employer in, in a way that maybe around other skills you could bring to the organisation. Should you send one in, though, if you're not asked for it? Because I can imagine if you're you know, an employer looking to hire somebody and next thing this arrives in, you weren't expecting it. It might be kind of annoying. <laughs> well, yes, potentially. But I think where it can definitely go from now, from now on, I, I, you know, I would expect we'll see this quite soon, is that you'll still send through the digital CV, but potentially you might have a link to a short video introducing yourself as to why you're good for the opportunity. Um TikTok, they have just actually launched um, TikTok resumes, which is an opportunity to, to create a 60 second resume CV. Um, and they were already trialing that in the States and partnering with certain organizations and they're recruiting. Uh, TikTok announced, I think it was 500 jobs earlier in this week. So we'll, let's see, will they, they bring that to fore in their, in their own recruitment process in Ireland? LinkedIn, who are a professional recruitment or a professional networking site, they have now, um, it was last March, they introduced um, LinkedIn cover stories. So you now have the opportunity under your profile picture to add a brief video short video introducing yourself so there is definitely this video content is beginning to appear um, and I suppose the other point I would make from to, to your point around employers being annoyed um, there is lots of research to show that millennials and Gen Z's in particular it's their preferred way of consuming content so they're four times more likely to watch a video versus the exact identical article so you know, as employers looking to interact or to attract this talent, potentially it's something that, that employers need to consider. So what would be your, your, if you had to call it then, if you're somebody who's out there listening and they're thinking, well, I kind of have this idea, I might send in a video CV. It doesn't say anything on the application form, but I think I'll do it anyway. What should they do? 
you would still probably go through the, the application process uh, as requested by the client, but you could embed a video within that to introduce yourself. The alternative is you can send a CV, but if you're, if you're connected with them on LinkedIn or you've got their email address, you could also send them a separate communication to let them know that, um, that you've applied. It could be by video and you look forward to hearing from them. And that just even something simple like that potentially could um, differentiate you for, from other applicants. Our guest here on News Talk is Maureen Lynch, Director of Hayes Ireland. The other thing I suppose we should say, Maureen, about these video CVs is there's a lot of work needed if you want to do kind of a, a really slick one. And you, you, we see this in journalism all the time. You might have a very short video clip, but actually people don't really realise the lighting, the editing process of putting the thing mm-hmm. together, especially if it's one of those TikToks, it can take ages. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I can't say I'm over over familiar with the professional videos. The one I do, you know, what I would do here internally and are, are very, it's me and it's the camera and, um, you know, lights action. But absolutely from the TikTok. And I know I was reading about one individual who did successfully, rec- you know, secure a position through TikTok, um, 60 second resume. But, you know, she, did, she took her three days to create that video. Um, now, she was an individual that was very familiar with using, um, you know, TikTok as, as a platform. So for the rest of us who are not professional and are not familiar with these or don't use them on a regular basis, yes, it would be quite challenging. Um, and something, again, I think from an employer's perspective, you know, that that we need to consider that, that this technology won't suit everybody. You know, even if you... The old head and shoulders video is grand, in my opinion. Yeah. But do you know something? The other part of it, I think, is it's really important in all video that you're authentic. And ultimately, that's what an employer or even from a, you know, a candidate who's looking for a new opportunity where they're looking at videos from, you know, looking to looking for a new opportunity. They want to see authenticity from an employer also. So, you know, I know when we use it with our clients and our candidates, we're not, you know, it's not professional, it's not heavy lighting, um, but the, the feedback we get consistently is um, love it, refreshing, that's different. We had an example, actually this week only, a colleague of mine who works within our tech business was looking to um, to contact and speak to to somebody who's got a really niche skill on cybersecurity. He sent them a video of himself, um, just, you know, introducing himself. And the individual came back, responded. Now, what he also told my colleague was, I get hundreds of in-mails every week. And he said, you're the only one I've responded to. So, yeah, it's making an impact. That made a big difference. We should move on now to talk about the interview process. Just the process of an interview itself as a tool for hiring people. I mean, that's flawed as well, isn't it? It, it depends, you know, yes, because I think all, of, you know, we all have unconscious bias. You know, that's the reality. A lot of organizations put a huge, um, you know, they're very conscious of that and they invest a lot of time and money in, in training people to, to minimize unconscious bias. But yes, if you take a straight CV without any training or sorry, interview process without, you know, somebody having no training and just that one to one. But again, it favours it favours kind of glib speakers and spoofers who mightn't ultimately turn out to be the best <laughs> hire. I mean, people I'm sure would say, "Well, what's the alternative?" And uh, I, I don't necessarily know, but one has to be conscious of that. 
One has to be conscious of it, but I think organizations are much more mature now. If you were told, you know, 10, 15 years ago, potentially, yes, one-off interview, you know, this whole thing, you repeat what they say, you know, you, 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 body, you, imi you imitate their body language. You know, the, the, the recruitment and the recruitment process has matured a lot um, since then. So, you know, one of the, one of the things that employers and, and companies are doing, they do a lot of, you know, it's blind recruitment. So that's to eliminate unconscious bias or, or to minimize it. And then essentially you're presented with a CV with no name, no gender if they included it, no date of birth, no education and no address. So you're just judging that person um, on the, the, the skill set alone. When, you know, the again best practice would be if you were um have an interview panel that it's a diverse interview panel you know um other organizations where they need to increase the, the 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 you know the balance where it comes to gender they're insisting that everyone you know to get to the final stages you have to have a balanced um application i.e a member of of each gender at, at the final interview process so I would suggest that organizations are much more mature and much more conscious. And there is, well, it's not an exact science. Um, we're not there yet. And even introducing AI isn't a perfect science. Um, we are much further down the line than, than we used to be. Well, we do seem to be seeing more sort of written exercises being brought in in, in the public service. Certainly from talking to people I know, you, you might often be asked to do a presentation or even basically answer an essay question. So these kind of exercises, is it fair to say they're, they're becoming more common and, and there may be a way to avoid the spoofer getting through the interview? Well, yeah, we look at, you know, it's, it's, it's about it. And the other thing is it's evidence-based um, interviewing as well. So it's not just a, a question. It's like, give me an example of when, you know, and it's constantly the sense checking, has this person done it? And that presentation is a, is a tool that's used by a lot of organizations to present, you know, you're given a, an, you know, given a, a challenge and you present back. Um, doing that essay is another one, you know, can you respond? Because almost what you're doing there is you are creating what the, the, the actual job within an interview space. Um, so within the interview, um, uh, you know, the interview is, 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 um, cycle. So, you know, all of these things will help you minimize it. Minim or, well, minimize making the right choice and maximize or the wrong choice and maximizing you, you making um, the right choice. Obviously, with the pandemic, we've seen interviews go to the video format. So how is the video interview different from the in-person one? Um, well, besides the obvious, you're not in the room with the individual. You know, it is a virtual environment. At the beginning, you know, there was just even people from a technical point of view trying to get, you know, getting understanding that technology. But I think people are much further down the road than that. What we have seen uh, within the, the last number of months, what it's what it has done, it has sped, sped up the process from from looking for the hire to actually onboarding the hire within our own environment. It's halved. So now, you know, securing the Securing talent has become a lot more challenging because, you know, if you identify um, the right person or if your interview process actually is too long, you are at risk of losing the individual mm. um, that you've identified. So, um, again, we speak about it here. It's been revolutionary what's happened in the last um, the last 18 months. Potentially, this is where we were going, but we're not at the speed 
that it did happen. Um, and again, I would suggest that when we go back, we're on, you know, we will be transitioning back to the workforce or the workplace, the office over the next couple of weeks. I would suggest that one of the things that will be kept is the virtual interview where there's multiple interview process or stages. The first, maybe even the second will continue to be virtual. And it's only when we get to offer stage that they will be a face to face meeting. Yeah, that's interesting. I can certainly see why why companies would decide to do that. If you're a candidate, do you need to approach a video interview differently or is it much of a muchness? No, it's more or less the same. You know, the simple things, make sure your camera's on, you know, your camera's on, the sound is good, um, you know, that, you know, there's nothing distracting behind you, you know, that, that could take somebody's attention um, and that you're not disturbed. You know, you, you close that door and uh, make sure nobody comes in. But thereafter, it's very much the same. You know, it's, it's you know, you, you, you meet the... You meet your employer, the employer, potential employer meets you, and um, it's it's about having a conversation thereafter. Okay, we leave it there. Maureen Lynch, Director of Hayes Ireland. Thanks very much for being with us. You're welcome. Taking stock on News Talk. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. Go sim-free with Harvey Norman and break free from long and expensive network contracts. Choose the phone you want from brands like Apple, Samsung, Xiaomi and more. Get the Xiaomi Mi 11T smartphone with superb 108 megapixel triple camera. Now 399 save 150 euro. Or get the Samsung S20 FE smartphone and upgrade your view with the large 6.5 inch display. Only 569 save 100 euro. Shop in store or online today. Go sim-free. Go Harvey Norman. Go- 